When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. So yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate you know you taking the time. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, uh, you got any questions? I do. Uh, first, thank you for being on. You know, I it's been a long time since I had uh, you know somebody that delved into the topic of Bigfoot and stuff like that and skunk ape. That's that's who the majority of my audience is. I realize that. I went about a month without doing a Bigfoot show and I'm just watching the numbers tick down, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, uh, I was on Sasquatch Chronicles. I don't know if you listen to podcasts or not, but, uh, Wes Germer had me on his show last August and my numbers shot up. And then anytime I have a Bigfoot show, it's like thousands of listeners. And if I don't, it's like, ah, you know, kind of falls off, but yeah, I, I do have some, some questions for you. I know, and like I said in the in the intro, if I was going to put the label of expert on anybody for something, I would put you as a skunk ape expert. Appreciate I it. I don't know if anybody else that you know gets into the topic as deep as you do. I, I know you right. really put yourself out there in it. So if you don't mind, I would love to hear your uh, your encounter story. You know, when the first time okay. you ran into skunk ape. Well, the first time, uh, you know, and. So everybody's seen Finding Bigfoot, I take it, you know, uh, especially Bigfoot fans, people that would be watching this program. Right. I'm sure that they're familiar. The second episode was in Florida. They did like half of it up here in northern Florida, and the other half was in the Glades. Uh, but there was a lady that had a handprint on the inside of her back door. Okay, big greasy handprint about that big uh, to the door to her Florida room, meaning something opened it stuck its arm in and the door shut back animal pulling its arm out uh gaining entry to the house no less um so they put her name on the television and i looked her up in that uh thing we used to have back in the day you know the the white pages (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh they straight up were in there so i called them and she she didn't know who I was, which is fine. Uh, I wasn't nothing, but I mean, she didn't. When I say that, she was worried about the snakes and made me wait till November. Now, this is just this is like in July when I called, and she's like, "Well, the snakes are real bad out here." You know, so <laughs> what? <laughs> like, uh, this ain't mine. You know, like I, I've been around snakes quite a bit. I can't stand them. Right. Uh, I know how to deal with them. You know, I know what to watch for and stuff. So, anyways, I didn't say anything. I just respected her wishes. And my dad had gotten kidney cancer, bladder mm. cancer, one of the two. I'm sorry. Uh, so he couldn't make it. Right. Uh, he was recovering from a surgery. Uh, because he wasn't like a a candidate for chemo or anything because of his Crohn's disease. So it was like, Hey, we got to do surgery, do the best we can. And it is what it is. So, uh, he couldn't make it, but he was originally going to go with me because me and my dad's what got me into big footing. And we had been big footing in the Apalachicola national forest, uh, just as a way to hang out. You know what I mean? Just to get together. We went on like a BFRO expedition in Northern Georgia. We're having fun with it. Uh, 
but he couldn't make it. Uh, so I asked my bass player to come with me. And so we, we show up to this lady's house. We're pulling down this driveway. And as we're pulling in, something steps back into the tree line. Right. And so we stopped the vehicle. We're like, get out of here. You know what I mean? No way. No way. You couldn't tell what it was, but it was just some black figure stepped into the tree line. Well, so we stopped right there. You could hear something running off, but you couldn't see shit. There was just a huge ravine that dropped off down in there, and that was a spring down in there. That's where the water come out of the side of the hill, you know. Mm. Uh, and so there's a whole lot of white sand at the bottom of the ravine, but all these bay trees were growing up. Once you got in there, you couldn't see somebody from the road, okay? So we thought maybe just a hog, a bear maybe, um, went on up to the house. Met them. They put us on this mule, which is like a Kawasaki. You know what I'm saying? It's not an actual mule. So I've I've, <laughs> I've told this story before, and people are like, "Damn, he rode a mule around a property." They're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't ride no mule. But anyways, we get in the back of this thing. She's driving us around the property, and she's like, eh, "Somebody seen Bigfoot there? Uh, you know, there's Bigfoot right there. Uh, there's some tree structures right out here, and there was. It was really cool tree structures. I couldn't explain." they were small right like so we would find occasionally a big one you know how all these people count these x's in these trees and stuff so we occasionally would find a big one but we found some really impressive like knee high ones okay on that property during the investigation and none of them were huge we had one that we called like the level it was basically like three trees had been bent over and there was a tree sitting across the top of them like because they all arced in the same spot and at that same spot there was one a big old limb just balancing you know what i mean uh and it balanced so much that it ended up eventually growing into the other tree like some kind some kind of fungus or something connected them yeah really neat though so anyways she rides us back around and she takes us to the camp where we're going to be staying uh, called the hermit shack a hermit shack this would be one of the top 10 spookiest places I've ever been. <laughs> All right. I've been to the conjuring house, numerous other haunted places, you know, you name it. This is one of the, you know, the top few because you got this like leather face or I say leather face, but Jason Voorhees is who you would expect to come out of this damn thing. Yeah. I mean, it's this little shack in the middle of the woods, a two story shack. Uh, so, Anyhow, we uh we set up camp or we're getting our stuff out of the mule and she's like, Hey, you're the first people to ever camp out here. I was like, What? <laughs> the BFRO had been investigating that place for seven years. Okay. Right. Uh and then that happened. She told me that they never had camped out there. And I just could I remember thinking to myself, these things are primarily sighted at night. Right. So what is the reason that you're not spending the night out there? Now, there were some attempts to stay out there overnight, but they couldn't do it. They like didn't have the wherewithal or whatever you want to call it to, to stay out there and put up with the shit that was about to happen to us. Wow. Okay. So shit okay. got real. <laughs> shit, shit got real quick. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, we were there settled in wasn't really tripping ourselves out we had our camp going and stuff uh we did a little hike down to the creek seen some tree breaks you know like some twists and things and we're like huh huh well maybe you know just giving it a chance uh where we were camped was at the end of this road like so when you went into their property the road forked and it went down to this camp through like these planted pines, younger pines, but they were about 12, 13 feet tall. Or you could go to their house. So we were down, it was like on 28 acres. So we're down there at the end of that road, where the end of that road ended, that's where the shack was. And there was kind of like a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And down that circle is just steep drop. Like this is the only place in Florida that has elevation. It can go anywhere from 75 feet to 230 feet. Uh, you know, and then back down. So it's it's also 
up and down. So it's like a completely different terrain than anywhere else in the state. When you think Florida, you know, it's flatland. Most right. of it is. This shit was not. Uh, very beautiful, though. And I think it was, I think, and I'll talk about this later. I think it was enough to make a difference in the creature we were messing with. Okay, so I come across some new information that makes me... I used to think it was just one thing. I used to just think the skunk ape, Bigfoot, same thing. Right. Now, I now no longer believe that. Okay. okay so that's, uh, that's a new thing. That's like in the last week. So okay. anyways, uh, we'll go... Okay, so we go from there. And like I said, we're like on a like a circle, so it's all going downhill. Anyways, we, we walk up the trail, blah, blah. We probably walk a mile or so from the camp and to this little pad where this is like overlooking this other ravine. And, you know, it kind of goes down and then up. And uh, it's where them little structures were. Okay, and it was on this hill that was above their house, and that was where the Bigfoots had been sighted. So we wanted to sit there. And we did. We were sitting there listening, you know, cutting up, probably smoked some dope. Uh, I was in a rock band. So, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. It doesn't make you see shit, though. No, it does not. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyways, the point we're sitting there and got this little thermal for like looking at wires and stuff, you know. And these hickory nuts started falling. It was November. It's the time of year they were falling, but they we started noticing them falling uphill. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're sitting on an incline, bro. Right, right. We're not sitting on flat ground. It's going straight down to the ravine and then straight up out of the ravine. Uh, and they're falling uphill, which mm. should not happen. I've never <laughs> right. actually seen it happen at all, but uh, maybe it could, but not like this. Uh, I can't remember if one hit matt or one rolled real close to him but then he noticed it as well and it was almost simultaneously and so we shined the light the thermal up now we had already been scanning this thermal now when we scan the thermal there's a massive on the other side of that creek that ravine there's a massive heat signature sitting there looks a lot like the thing they caught on uh expedition bigfoot except there's like it almost appears there's a hand up here at the top yeah like holding onto a tree because you've got this huge thing and this little tree in the center of it oh wow you know like maybe that was the slow one <laughs> you know uh but it obviously couldn't hide so we got spooked we're like all right we're gonna head back to camp we take off back on this mile walk now this mile walk we're going around her house and up the driveway and all that back to the thing in all actuality where we were at wasn't a hundred yards maybe to our camp right. just not not knowing it we'd never been on the property when we got back to the camp this thing was there shit okay so it's like popping trees smacking trees making like a kind of a it'd be like a mumble and like grunts you know what i'm saying yeah it was some kind of vocals um and so this is terrifying us at this point we've done psyched ourselves up and the thing about these creatures is they will wait you out i don't care how long you try in my experience okay so i heard the footsteps and they're down there going from big tree to big tree and they get behind it so i hear where it goes to and i shine the light on it and it's a tree is where it ended it's always a tree where the noise ends and i was shining the light on it and then i turned it off you know but then eventually i was like you know what i'm just gonna hold this light here we gonna wait each other out you got to come from behind that tree and then you wait for minutes and minutes and about 10 minutes goes by and you're like i'm losing my mind Right. So you, so you turn it off, you turn back around, walk back up by the fire. And as you do that, there it goes again. Oh, no. you know, so, uh, long story short, um, we're sitting around the campfire. Uh, 
and just kind of hear the brushes move. And there at the end of the firelight is, you know, like the, the thing. Wow. So it just never comes right in. Right. Uh, never comes in inside the firelight. It will stay to the edge. It won't come in. So uh, we're just kind of sitting there and quiet. Uh, then I believe, because it just comes up, it's kind of like labored breathing. Not labored, but almost sounds like it's snoring. Oh, it's awake. Turns around and goes off, you know? So maybe it didn't know what we were. Uh, something like that. But then goes, we go, I fall asleep on the cooler. Okay. <laughs> Cause I wake up falling off of it. Right. <laughs> uh, so Matt's already in the tent. I get in the tent. We had two tents. Okay, we slept in one. All right, like we were grown yeah. men. We're grown yeah. men. We slept in one. So we get in that one tent, and uh, it couldn't have been four o'clock in the morning, maybe five o'clock. The sun wasn't up, but it wasn't long, you know. And he starts screaming, and the top of the tent is just like right there at our face. Mm. And kind of goes up. So what I'm thinking is it just once the fire died. He got bold. Yeah. Come up into the tent of the camp, seen the tent, probably know what the hell it was. I was pushing down on it, you know, and then it run off. Matt uh, went and I believe immediately got into his truck. I did not. I stayed in the tent. Uh, I didn't want to see it. Right. I didn't want to wake up maybe looking in the window at me. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was terrified. So next morning we get up, we don't say shit. We ride to the Hardys or no, I called my dad. I called my dad when I got up. So called him, uh, and told him, Hey man, we're probably just going to ride home. All this shit happened last night. He's like, dude, we've been looking for Bigfoot and you found him and you're leaving. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and so I don't say nothing to Matt. We get in the truck, we ride back to Hardy's get breakfast and then the first thing that said between us that day was well they didn't get us do you want to stay again is what he asked me and uh it's like my dad said he punched me in the face if i come home right and there's actually bigfoot out here <laughs> so we're <laughs> we're staying uh you know and that was it that the second night no visuals. Uh, as soon as it got dark, shit started up again. Uh, and we, we heard it vocalize. And then about a mile off in the woods, something replied to it. Whatever. Oh, wow. It made the same sound. So uh, that was basically it. And that started a, you know, a long investigation there. Yeah, no doubt. So... It was, it was, uh, it was, it was life changing. I quit my band. Uh, sold one of my trucks, went to 12 hour shift. So I'd have more time. I really thought when I seen this thing that, uh, you know, cause then you go on like Bigfoot forums, right. You know, and you read it and it's like, it's, this is a fucking joke. Like this is why Bigfoot hasn't actually been found. Yeah. This is full of trolls. You know, so that was my first impression. I was like, damn, I was like 12 feet away from the thing. Stacy Brown's about to wrap this up. <laughs> it's a done deal. And and then, so, you know, I went at it hard, or I really did. And I was blessed to be on the uh, Bigfoot Bounty Show, where I then wore, uh, won a research grant, which I was able to actually pay myself for a few years Awesome uh, to just hunt Bigfoot. Yeah. Like, like you get up and you go to work in the morning. I was getting up and ro rolling to a report or to check a place out uh, or to go stay. You know, a lot of times I would just go stay like 10 days at a time somewhere. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to say that's the life, but I don't it know, was, man. It was great. It was great. As scary as it is, you know, and I, I respect the hell out of you for saying you didn't want to see it. You didn't want to wake up and it be on the other side of that glass staring at you as, as into it as you are that you still didn't want to, you know, 
have to see it right there. Right. Yeah. I just couldn't, uh, couldn't get with it. Did we lose my camera? Yeah. I think your camera went out. Oh shit. Hold on one second, bud. Sorry you're about good. that. You're good. If you're looking for the ultimate gear in EDC or survival, go to squatchsurvivalgear.com and check them out. Um, I've had Chris on the show a couple of times. It's his business. It's veteran owned. Every component of every product is 100% made in America. Plus you get packs that, that have the coolest names ever. You know, like the Rock Ape or the Minahuni. Go check out squatchsurvivalgear.com. Uh, use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% off of any product site-wide. But yeah, so that was that. You know, I was sold. Uh, when I quit my band, my dad knew it was for real. Yeah. So he sold his boat and he made that boat by hand. Like I say by hand, he got the hole from an FBI auction. Right. They gutted it. Cause somebody had a bunch of square grouper on it <laughs> and, uh, or cocaine, one of the two. So, uh, <laughs> it tore the floor out and everything, you know, oh and gosh, he, yeah. he picked it up. He picked it up for like, I think thousand dollars from FBI auction and, uh, had a trailer to the house and it was beautiful, man. Beautiful boat. He had redone everything himself because he did a bunch of work like that right uh after he got out of the military and you know he sold it and we were able to get the camera the thermal camera and so we were going all the time every chance we could and that's what led into that footage yeah the the footage <laughs> that the, thermal the image footage. yeah yeah i'll we'll get to that in just a second hold on all right uh you said something about those those structures and made me write it down uh you said they were knee high yeah. were they like knee high and long like something would crawl shimmy in there or were they uh -uh. knee high and small like there's little people that live there too it was knee high like a little teepee okay yeah and uh a lot of them would have a long stick connecting to another teepee at the end so some of them would be six feet long yeah you know with like two teepees that are connected with a long stick and then some of them would just be like these elaborate TPs. I mean, like it's definitely somebody made it with their hands. And so that was one of my first things was it's her until we actually, the ones we found that were, you had to figure she was in her sixties, you right. know, uh, she had lupus, her husband. It wasn't uh, exactly healthy, uh, like enough to do all that. Right. To walk around all the way the fuck out there where I went. Right. Uh, and then we found like a structure at one point. It looked like a, I got it on video, but it, it was like a wall was built that you couldn't see behind. And then behind it, there was a bunch of shit inside that looked like almost a bunch of gorillas had built the shit. Yeah. Okay. Like the way it looked, it looked like a big ass nest, but one side of the, the shit there and then so that backside was a bowl you know because it was down in a damn like a dry sink i say a dry sink oh it's just it's down in this big hole uh and i'm talking a big hole this thing probably was 100 yards wide maybe wow. right uh and the water come up out in spots there out of the ground uh and there was just in the corner of this thing was just built you know and there was huge game trails going down to it like a ground, they, a ground blind, like, like a ground, like a ground blind, like they were hiding. Yeah, like they were getting in there to hide, not necessarily to hunt. Just it looked like you were just there to hide, to bed down, to sleep, to avoid somebody. Man, you know. So, uh, but the little structures, I don't know, man. Maybe they, maybe they didn't make these big things because, like, we would seriously most of the structures we found were knee high. See, that's that just trips me out because. I think the the thought about little people, you know, not, you know, dwarfism. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Minahuni and the Puckwoods. Mm -hmm. That stuff is it, that scares me more than a Bigfoot. <laughs> I think you know, just well, the thing about this property is, it, it was a special place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, special in the ways of like a a Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. Uh there was a wolf there i have a track of this wolf this wolf 
track is bigger than a damn gray wolf. We don't have wolves right there. We got red wolves in Florida and the little black wolves, but they're smaller than a coyote. Right. And it, it's not, it wasn't nothing. This uh, damn track's big as my hand. Wow. Like, I, I ain't lying. Uh, I have no idea where it came from. So everybody's like, ah, maybe it's a koi dog. Did you have them damn koi wolves? Yeah, we got them all over here. Up here you know, but we're in, we're in Florida, bro. Yeah. You know, now, not, not saying one didn't make that trip because the Chattahoochee River, which right where we were, Apalachicola River, that turns into Chattahoochee on the other side of Lake Seminole, and it goes all the way up to Helen, Georgia, where it starts. Mm-hmm. And there's Bigfoot activity at both ends of that. <sighs> okay, because I've researched in Helen and had Bigfoot activity. Okay, there's tons of reports up there by the museum and stuff. And that's where that Chattahoochee starts. And then it ends down here. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, could that could it have been one of them? I don't know. Anyways, a wolf out there, right? And then a big black cat. Like a big black cat. Yeah, like a panther. Like a panther. And then what's funny, they say panthers aren't black. I think I was eight years old before I saw my first tanned one. And I didn't know what it was. I asked the teacher... We're at the junior museum. I said, what is that? He said, oh, that's a Florida panther. I said, no. (laughs) The panthers are black. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. Seen them all the time. It's like it was just a thing. You know, it wasn't like we didn't think nothing. Down there in Alligator Point in the late 80s, this is about as backwoods as it gets. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Uh, So we got those here too. The black panthers and... Of course, they're not supposed to exist, like you said, and we're not supposed to have any kind of big cats. You know, about bobcats are supposed to be about it for here. Um, we're not supposed to have any kind of cougar or anything, but we do. Uh, we right. hear them. You, you can hear them at night. You find big cat tracks. Um, people see right. them all the time. Yeah, so that was that. Uh, and there were lights, orbs, and shit that would show up there. So it was just it was a, it was a very special place. Have you been able to go back? Oh, I have not been back since um, Hurricane Michael. Mm. Torrey is done. Uh, where my dad, the 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 uh, film site, it's done. Oh, so uh, that hurricane destroyed a lot. Yeah, and there's just nothing to it anymore. Uh, me and the me and the property owners there had a falling out um, over some over a movie movie i was making called creatures which was about their story i won't get into that but my producer ended up like pitching my script to somebody in hollywood oh they basically cut me out so whatever it is what it is yeah money makes a lot of people do a lot of things yeah and you know if it's a place of high strangeness why wouldn't there be some kind of something negative go on there too you know right yeah like it's cursed almost well man that's an intense story hey it was it was a life-changing event bro yeah yeah it really was no doubt well uh okay we we you brought up the thermal image yep you know the the one that's in skunk ape lives uh how'd you get it uh luck i'm assuming <laughs> that's perfect man. i'm assuming luck because i haven't been able to replicate yeah uh which bothers me that's that's the one i got that the second encounter i had in california i should have had it i'd have had the best footage ever patterson give him take a fucking hike <laughs> i'm looking at the thing from just a few feet away watching it run across this field and i've got the thermal and i'm like and the thermal's pointed towards the ground uh actually seen that one justin smea you know so anyways how we get that footage i'm sorry i'll ramble no Uh, you're good so we my dad calls me up i'm working he's like hey uh you want to go and he's like sure come pick me up get my stuff from the house and uh so it kind of rained that day and it rained about an inch, but it was almost like a Portland rain. You know, it wasn't a pour down. It was just a steady kind of drizzle for a while. And, uh, hold on one second. 
We're good. My kids are being kids. <laughs> so I was supposed to pick them up at 715. They text me and be like, hey, I'm done. So, all right. Anyway, so uh, they – uh, he come pick me up. It had rained, you know, everything was kind of wet and we're grilling out, you know? Uh, and all of a sudden we hear these knocks right now. I got white zombie on, you know, we're listening to music. Me and my dad's chilling Tuesday night. We're a mile and a half into the swamp. All right. There was nobody in that parking lot when we come through, but the Rangers, right? It's us, bro. It's us. Nobody anywhere. There's a knock, and my dad's like, "Yeah, it's a wind blowing two trees together." Because my dad was skeptic, right? <laughs> uh, he liked the idea. He he absolutely loved the idea, and he, he you know, he gave me my drive, my passion to do it. Because like this is all full circle for me. When I was like before I was ten, this was my shit. Right. You know what I mean? This was what I loved. Cryptids. See, I was that kid, that weird ass kid that got picked on for it, like. I got my ass whipped because I believe in Bigfoot. Like these rednecks around here. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They don't, they make you into who you are today, but there's a point where they got to make you by punching you. And, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and getting mocked, constantly getting mocked, but you know, then life happened and got away from it and then came back to it. And, uh, you know, so it's all kind of like a big full circle thing for me. You know what I mean? Like, cause this is what I loved when I was a kid. I told my teacher I was gonna be a monster hunter when I grow up. Awesome. Turns out it's actually a job. She told me it wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, <Jokes on her. laughs> yeah, go teach some more classes. But uh, uh, yeah, so we went out there. Heard a knock. He um, I was like, that's him, man. They're here. He's like, no, nah, it's just a tree. So then we hear another one a few minutes later. And I was like, dude, they're here. And he's like, son, the wind's blowing. It's blowing the tops of the trees together. I was like, daddy, I know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know, but they're here. And then he's like, all right, how about this? If we hear them again, we'll go out. We'll, we'll walk out there and see if we can find it. And as soon as he says it, <laughs> you hear like a, like a grunt before the knock, right? Yes. And so, unknowing to us, uh, unknowing to us, hold on, but bro, can I pause this one second, man? Yeah, man, yeah. My kids are pulling. Just had to have the ex-wife. Go get them. <laughs> All right, we're good. So, anyways, you ready to start? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so basically, um, after we heard the knock with the grunt, we went out on the trail. Um, he was in the lead. He had this little headlamp, but it was on like the red light. You know what I mean? And it's like closing your hands. You could just see a little bit if you need to. Uh, besides that, no light. Uh, the thermal was switched to white hot or I mean to black hot so that the trail would illuminate as white. Okay. So mm. because the trail was full of leaves and had, I guess that water it, you could see the trail then. Right. And so our main concern was snakes. We're walking in the dark. There are water moccasins and copperheads all over this area. Like they're bad. Uh, you got at this one spot where we're at, there's like where three creeks actually meet up and then they, the one creek goes all the way to the property where I had my encounter 12 miles away. Mm. And then it goes out, you know, the other creek there, they meet up and then they go into the Apalachicola River together. So it's a really snaky spot. Yeah. Be- beautiful area though. Like, I'm so sad that it was, it seriously was one of my favorite spots on the planet. So, uh, anyways, we're heading out. Uh, we're still hearing things. Okay. I believe there was probably four there that night, three to four. Okay. They're on this side of the trail. They're on this side of the trail. Now my dad's filming with a thermal and for the most part, I'm like trying to keep close to him so I can see in that IR on my handy cam. Right. 
we turn down this what we think is the trail uh we turned down a game trail thought it was the trail uh which that made it real hard to find the spot where we were standing because when you do the recreation you got in the exact spot it's fucking pitch black and you haven't been you've been walking with a camera you're not walking with your eyes so you, you really didn't know where we were at we we knew what tree it was behind you know what i mean we just had to we had to find certain you know like landmarks in yeah, our frame yeah. to kind of okay this is around about where we were at so my dad's sitting there he's like ah it's a coon you know and he's like it's two coons because it's sticking out of both sides of the tree and then you see it he stepped forward and i think he like kicked palmetto or broke a stick or something something to that nature happened uh and he took off my dad's no. like gotta go get out of here gotta get your gun get your gun get your gun <laughs> this is an army ranger right and like my dad wasn't scared of nothing like i never seen my dad scared like that at all and so I was like, what the hell are we running from? I had no idea. And he's talking about we're blind. We're blind. I mean, I don't want to ruin it. Watch the film for all you people that haven't seen it. <laughs> but uh, you actually see him become a believer on camera. And to my knowledge, I could be wrong, but it has to be like one of the best documented encounters ever. We've got we got a recreation, a solid recreation that Cliff did, yeah. uh, you know, and that was was something having somebody else do the investigation we felt it was important to outsource it. cliff has no horse in the race if things six foot tall then the thing's six foot tall he doesn't give a shit you exactly. know what i'm saying yeah. but yeah. for him to come up with his measurements that he did yeah you know what i'm saying so that that kind of uh that was important we felt it was and then we got the handy cam footage along with it uh you know, me filming, documenting the encounter that way. So it's really cool. Uh, you can't hear a whole lot in the video because of the cicadas, you know, right. so I think it was a perfect storm of it being dark, the cicadas uh, kind of covering our light walking that we were doing, you yeah. know, and then it just being an absolute still, like storm had rolled out. It was absolutely still uh, when we were, when this went on. So think any scent may have been kind of kept towards the ground so was, like i said lucky yeah a lot of things came into play uh all at once yeah but man i'm glad it did <laughs> yeah glad. well you know hey it was like i won the super bowl with my best friend yeah so i tell people you know what i mean because like yeah. i don't care you'll never know that it's 100 percent real and that's fine you right. weren't there but i was right that's all and, that you matters. know that that dude that's all that matters, bro. That's all that matters, bro. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, I get what you're saying about, you know, being with your dad and stuff. My dad, he's he's my best friend, you right. know. Uh, and except for the last couple of weeks, you know, he'd come up to the house every Wednesday for dinner. You know, anytime I go out camping, it's with my dad. You know, if I go fishing, right. I take my dad. You know, like we're just two peas in a pod, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, I cherish every one of those moments. And we do this show together every once in a while. He'll jump on here with me and interview people. And he's got a voice like Barry White, though. You know, he <laughs> he, he kept all that stuff <laughs> to himself. I didn't I didn't get that, right? But uh, yeah, man, I I get it. You know that there's nothing like that kind of relationship. So yeah, um, it, it was it was good, man. I'm glad I was able to have that for as long as I did. Yeah. You know, really grateful. Uh. He moved, he passed on, uh, but you know, that, that was, that was a whole other thing. That was like rough. You know, um, when you, when you have that kind of relationship with somebody and yeah. they pass away, that's bad. Yeah, so I'm like he, he actually passed away the day after we finished the shooting of the pit. Oh, wow. And so with the pit, uh, it, he built the whole set. Like Florida won't let you film in a cave because they consider the caves here alive uh, you touch the rocks it will deteriorate right it will die so yeah. he built us a fucking 20 foot tall out of concrete and rebar cave oh my gosh. so everything you see in the movie the tunnel 
the spot where we were stuck in the ground, 100% made everything himself. Wow. Yeah. What a man. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, that, that was that with the footage. It's, you know, people tried to debunk it. Um, unfortunately, now I don't think you can because the tree is no longer standing. It was 27 inches wide, by the way. That was the important part. Yeah. 27 inches wide, and this thing was sticking out both sides. Both sides. You'll see a picture on uh, Cliff Barackman's website where it's just the tree. And I swear to God, I'm standing behind that tree. <laughs> like, I swear, uh, my, my dad took a picture, and I'm on the other side of the tree. You can't even see me. It just like I took a picture of the tree, you know. Right. So uh, it was really cool when Bobo crossed that gap because Bobo's so much taller uh, than your normal person. So he's like 6'6", six, six, I think, 6'5", six, something like that. He's a good-sized guy. Yeah, and then he can't match it. He can't match it. That thing is like a foot and a half taller than him. That thing makes it in one and a half steps. It's like boom, and then it's into the clearing before it steps down again. Bobo's like boom, boom, and then into the clearing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it scared my dad so bad because it was going back the way we came. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would yeah, yeah. yeah. that would do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that was that was it. I didn't actually see the footage until we got to the parking lot. Yeah. We went down to our camp up, grabbed everything and left. And uh, how's it, man? The phone started ringing. Wow! As soon as as soon as Cliff got his investigation done, because I knew what it was. Yeah. My dad thought I was fucking with him, but I knew what it was. And uh, <laughs> when Cliff's investigation come, then my dad was like, "All right." And I don't think he was really like, "All right," until Bobo. When he seen Bobo up there, he was like, "Yeah, all right." put it all in perspective it was cool man it was like a roger patterson bob gimlin type thing yeah that's exactly what that sounds like you know <laughs> you know it's, it's just like it so it was it was it was just it's one of those things blows your mind changes your life uh and once we released it phone started ringing uh my dad didn't want to be on finding bigfoot but cliff convinced him they weren't going to run his name in the dirt or anything like that uh but that when that came out, that was the highest rated Bigfoot, uh, find a Bigfoot episode ever. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah, I don't know that they topped it, but that was the only one that Renee. Even when I did the second Bigfoot episode with them, uh, where I took them to Sarasota or to Mayaka, they, uh, she even talked to me about it. Then she's like, "I don't know how the hell they all caught that." She goes, "I actually cannot understand what that is. It's so massive." And I'm like, "You are listening." to hundreds of people every week tell you their damn stories and you can't fathom that it's actually real right you know what right. i mean i see i thought that was just a character she played you no, know no no i got to do a brief cameo on finding bigfoot for the uh discovery plus thing that they did the big you know we come back show oh, okay i was on there for about 13 seconds telling part of a little you know experience i had but renee wasn't there but yeah, I, I thought that she was just, you know, playing the role of the hardened skeptic that refuses to believe. Nah, bro. She's straight up, uh, straight up that way, you know, uh, uh like, cause we'd all be partying when uh, we had some parties on that when when we did the Sarasota episode, they like shut the chilies down in the parking lot for us. Sweet. Let us just like, they ordered so much Jameson. <laughs> like, like, the, like the crew did it was well, that, fun man was smart fun. crew <laughs> i guess i hated jameson but it was free so i was like whatever what can yeah. you put this with that makes it taste decent and it's nothing that's the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, it's not ab absolutely nothing so you just gotta like irish whiskey <laughs> yeah the drunker you get you'll quit noticing it that's right well so, stacy I, I appreciate you sharing those stories with me man and coming on here on the show i know you got to get to your kids uh but before you go can you can you tell me just uh where people can find your your latest works okay yeah so i guess the thing i'm most stoked on right now we just released uh is my outcast paranormal um so you can find us outcastparanormal.com the teasers all over facebook social media everywhere uh and basically what it is because of my experiences with the with the lights 
things of that nature. Like when I was on Bigfoot Bounty, like me and like 17 other people, members of the cast and crew, we had a UFO sighting uh-huh. at Mount Adams. And then there were knocks around our camp, like within 30 minutes afterwards. Uh, and then the next day we found tracks. We found tracks going all the way out into the middle of this field and then they just stopped. So anybody that has talked to enough people about Bigfoot, like Wes or yourself <laughs> or anybody else, you notice there some of these stories is people all say different things about these Bigfoots. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's not necessarily that one of them's right and one of them's wrong. They could very well all be right. This thing could give off primate, uh, you know, qualities at moments. And then it could also have paranormal qualities to it. You know, you're seeing lights. You're maybe hearing something telepathic uh, in your mind, which, uh, you know, that's one of them. But basically, the film we got coming out, the docuseries, is called The Mookie Experiments. Started out as a skunk ape hunt. I was going back down to Mayaka try and have an encounter again okay uh me and bill brock and some other people had had one in 2013 right after that footage came out we had we had an encounter the same week so we wanted to try to replicate it but we took in everybody's theories you know what i mean hey try this this may work hey bigfoot's maybe these things let's try this let's try this let's try this try this so it's basically making a list you know what we did in the film we make made a list and then tried experiments to see what you're hitting on right you know what i mean where you're because the honest truth at the end of the day is none of us know what bigfoot is none of us you have your apers who swear up and down it's flesh and blood and they'll even cite the native american stories yet they find the native american beliefs to be hard to believe exactly yeah <laughs> do you you like you're you're you know, canceling yourself out there, but if you're going to cite the Native Americans, you might want to step up and believe some of what they're saying. Yeah. Because you don't, you're so close-minded. And what do you have to lose? Like seriously, bud, it's been it's been since the Patterson Gimlin film, what sixty something years? Right. We ain't done it yet. Right. Like they actually think about it, and then they're like, oh, I hate hearing those things where it's like, oh, these people, the cloakers, and all that, that make us sound crazy. It's another thing I'm trying to explain to every single person. They are not making you sound crazy. You walking around the woods, hollering to a effing eight foot tall ape man that's running around in the forest at night and looking in our single wide trailer windows. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're the one that makes you sound crazy because you got to figure the people that think Bigfooters and UFO abductees and people that see ghosts. The people that think they're crazy, they're not going to, you know, differentiate between all oh, these people believe Bigfoot's multidimensional. They're actually real crazy. These people just think, no, you're all crazy. You're all in the same basket. Yep. You need to get along. You know, we need that data. We need all the all the sightings. And so the Mookie experiments is 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 something about that. You know, it's it's try everything. That's what Outcast Paranormal is about. Just try every single thing. And see what works. Uh, At the end of the day, the truth is going to dictate the rules to this. Not some guy that wrote some pamphlet for the BFRO on how Bigfoot should be hunted. The truth is actually going to do it once we figure out what that is. So not throwing no shade on nobody. Like, you know, they want to believe one thing. That's fine. Just like what do all Bigfooters want from the general public? To be open-minded. How are you going to get into the fucking Bigfoot field if you're going to close your mind to the other half of this? Yeah, You can't ignore this enigma anymore. You can't ignore the other parts. You can't. I mean, you can. Yeah, I have I'll to agree with you. the finish line. Yeah, I, I mean, I, do, I don't I understand. I'm probably going to catch a lot of shit about it, but the documentary series is very like high action. You know what I mean? We did a lot of dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like on one of the experiments we we caught a hog we hired a guy who catches hogs to take us in the swamp and catch a hog and we went and caught the hog and we put a collar on it like a gps tracker and then released it into the bigfoot area 
and had some kind of tape on the collar that when it got wet, it would disintegrate and the collar would fall off. And then we just retrieved the collar, but we could hunt the Bigfoot based off of where the hogs were. And if we got one of them hogs GPS, so we did a bunch of shit that was like, wow, I can't believe y'all are doing this. Uh, but you know, there's a bunch of theories in there that people may not want to buy one buy. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a guy who had a theory that maybe these are projections sometimes okay. uh yeah it it goes into like the foo fighters from world war ii and like the bet sphere and yep. things of that nature so uh yeah like i said we tried everything and then we will continue to try everything because we're not after your click or after the truth awesome awesome i love outcast it. paranormal though outcastparanormal.com uh that's what i'm gonna be pushing for a while uh besides that i might make another skunk ape lives film uh got enough lord knows i got enough things there uh but y'all follow me on social media and august 6 the pit uh starring les stroud and myself will be worldwide uh, it's like a horror thriller insanity flick so viewer discretion advised on that but you should enjoy it fantastic well, mr stacy brown jr thank you very much brother for coming on here uh I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the stories. I love getting the inside scoop. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to the Click the episode tab and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.